What's up, my fellow ballers? Welcome back to another episode of Ballin' with Tyler Todd. Sorry about Friday. Like I said before on Instagram, I've just been very busy, and it was just hard to fit in an episode. But I got an episode for you for this Tuesday, some NFL action. I'm pumped. I really got some good stuff to cover. So for the NFL, it's going to be an only football podcast. Not podcast. That's what this is. Duh. But this episode is going to be all about the league leaders currently in the league. But specifically, we're going to be looking at quarterbacks and wide receivers. For quarterbacks, there's a ton of categories. Passing yards, passing touchdowns, passer rating, interceptions, sacked, how many times they've been sacked, how many pick sixes they've thrown, passing yards per game, yards per pass attempt, pass completion, and pass attempts per game. So we got a lot to cover. So first we have passing yards in the NFL. Leading this list, and I'll say before I do all the lists and everything, I'm going to say the full names of all the players first, but then there's going to be a lot of repeating of players because there are a lot of guys that are on a lot of these lists in top five categories, literally all of them. So I'm going to say their names first, and then when after that, I'm just going to say their last name. So just remember the names. So for passing yards, we got Tom Brady in this exact order, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, and Justin Herbert. So Brady in first with 3,771 passing yards, Carr at 3,000. 663 passing yards, Stafford at 3,611 passing yards, Cousins at 3,569 passing yards, and Herbert 3,547 passing yards. The most eye-opening one to me is Kirk Cousins, probably the most underrated guy on, in this top five. He's the most, he's the most underrated out of that five right there. And Brady, almost age 44, still hucking. He's still insane, people. Get real. The guy's still killing it. It is insane. Passing touchdowns. Mm, look who's first in this order. Brady, Stafford, Cousins, Herbert, and Josh Allen. The list literally did not change except for one player. Incredible. Brady in first with 34. Stafford in second at 30. Cousins and Herbert tied at 27. And Josh Allen, or just specifically Allen, at 26. Yeah, you're going to be seeing a lot of the same names here, folks. These guys literally are having incredible years. Passer rating, Kyler Murray, Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Brady, and then Cousins. So Murray at 112.2 passer rating. Guys, one of the best two-way quarterbacks in the entire league. I actually think he's the best two-way quarterback, even, even better than Lamar Jackson, I think. And that's saying something because Lamar Jackson has won an MVP and Kyler obviously has not, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> Stafford, 106.3 passer rating. Guys productive, I mean, passing touchdowns and passing yards. He has a huge arm. You give him an O-line to block for him, he'll sling it. He'll win you games. Aaron Rodgers, 105.5 uh, passer rating. Arguably the best quarterback in the league. I actually think he is the best quarterback in the league. Hot take. Everyone will probably say Brady or someone or Mahomes, but I think it's Rodgers. The guy has been insane every single year of his career with some of the most lackluster receivers ever we've ever had in the league, ever. Throwing to Janice and all these random no-name guys. Still putting up fat numbers every year. Seriously, he's so good. It is silly. Brady, again, on, at, in fourth, 104 passer rating. What's new? And Cousins, 103.5 passer ratings. Cousins, again, dude, that just shows you how good of a year he's having for him to be even in these conversations because, dude, he's never been a pro bowler. He's never been a first-team like a first all-pro. He's just been a very average not crappy, not super, super, you know, elite tier or like superstar tier, but he's just been an average, a little above average quarterback, and he's he has, he's having a good year, an extremely good year. 
So now moving on to some bad stats, since the majority of these quarterbacks have been slinging all year long, like I've mentioned. Next up, we have interceptions. The league leader interceptions, we have Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Ryan Tannehill, Patrick Mahomes, and Herbert. So Burrow in first with 14, Jackson and Tannehill tied at 13, Mahomes at 12, and Herbert at 11. So obviously you don't want to have your starting quarterback being really any of the, you know, Oh, you know, lost, you know, lost fumbles, interceptions, pick sixes, sacked a ton. Obviously, you don't want them in there, but these five quarterbacks are in there, unfortunately. Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals have a terrible O-line. Tannehill, to me, is the most shocking because, obviously, even though they have, obviously, pass blocking and run blocking are very different, but still, you have very talented O-linemen, so I would expect the blocking to be good because before Derrick Henry went out, he was the league leader in rushing. Stud, stud player, stud O-line. So you would think the pass blocking would be up to par, but obviously it's not. Mahomes, I'm not surprised. I mean, the Chiefs have had a horrible O-line since I could remember. And Herbert, they have revamped They have revamped the O-line, which is good because, I mean, they, it, oh my gosh, it had been terrible. It had been terrible since, like, 2010 after we lost. You know, Nick Hardwick, Chris Dillman, Marcus McNeil. Oh, my gosh, the list goes on. I could you literally go on. We had, I remember when, like, 2017 or eight, oh, 2018 when the Chargers went, you know, we had, like, the most pro bowlers in the NFL. We had, like, seven or eight. We had, like, Mike Pouncey on the line who's super good. Russell Okung was super good. We just had, like, solid just pro bowl tackles and guards that were just really good. And then we kind of lost all those guys again. And now... They're addressing the line again. We went out and spent a ton of money in free agency, specifically on O-linemen, so I'm glad they're taking care of that. So continuing with the trend of poor quarterback play, this one really isn't up to the quarterback, more so the O-linemen, which I just obviously bitched about for like two minutes. These are quarterbacks who have been sacked the most in the league. So first is Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, Justin Fields, and Ben Roethlisberger. So Jackson, 37 times, Burrow, 36 times. Tannehill, like I mentioned earlier, 33 times. Like, that's pretty crazy. Justin Fields, 31 times. I mean, the Bears are terrible. I'm not surprised at all. And then Roethlisberger, 30 times. The Steelers, I, I despise the Steelers. And I hope they they O-line keeps sucking because I don't like them at all. <laughs> in the last of the terrible stats coverage, the league leaders in pick sixes thrown. So we have Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, and Justin Herbert. So we have Stafford leading the league in three. Brady, Burrow, Carr, and Herbert all tied with two. So obviously pick sixes are never good either. I mean, that could be, it could be, they could have thrown those because of a multitude of problems. It could have been because they weren't, you know, they didn't, they looked down the receiver too long, you know, a horrible pass, you know, wasn't paying attention, maybe getting sacked while throwing the ball. It could be a laundry list of things. So pick sixes are very, you know, not fun to throw and leading the league, and that is not a cool category. <laughs> Moving back into the, quality play of quarterbacks we have passing yards per game so we have brady in this order brady Carr, stafford herbert dak prescott so we have brady at 314.3 Carr at 305.3 stafford at 300.9 herbert at 295.6 and then we have prescott at 288.2 so the reason why prescott obviously you know he's lower in this category because of 288.2 but um, it's because they're a very run heavy offense. So I'm not, I mean, I'm not like, oh, he needs to be higher. That's a perfect number for him because Ezekiel Elliott is one of the best rushers in the league. So him being fifth really isn't that crazy, but 
he can that's the thing is he can throw that kind of low number he doesn't have to have you know a 314.3 game you know passing yards like Brady does he can have a 250 game and throw a couple touchdowns but then Zeke can you know rush for two or rush for three or four because he's that productive that's just how he is next we have passing yards per attempt Murray Jimmy Garoppolo Burrow Stafford and Carr so passing yards per attempt so obviously how you know how many yards are they getting per throw Murray 8.9 so almost nine yards Add one more yard, it's a first down. So literally he's almost throwing for a first down every throw if he completes it, which is very good. Garoppolo, 8.5. Burrow, 8.3. Stafford, 8.2. And Carr, 8.1. So these guys are all in the eights, which is very good. I mean, it's productive as hell. That's what you want. Pass completion percentage, this is a big one. So Murray, and then Tua Tagovailoa, Mac Jones, Prescott, and Brady. So in that order... Murray at 72.7%, almost 75% completion percentage. Dude, that is incredible to complete, be completing that many passes at that rate. Like, wow. And then Tua, 70.9%. Jones, 70.3%. Prescott, 69%. And then Brady, 68.3%. And then lastly, the last category, we have pass attempts per game. In this order, Brady, Mahomes, Herbert, Big Ben, and Prescott. So Brady at 42.3, Mahomes at 39.8, Herbert at 39.4, Big Ben 37.9, and Dak in fifth with 37.8. So that are all the categories, the big major ones that I felt like were actually like had like any kind of like leverage to actually talk about. But like going over these categories, Brady literally was in every top, was in every category. I'm not kidding. We're, I'm going to go back and read him again. So passing yards, he is first. Passing touchdowns, he was first. Oh my, what was it? Yeah, passer rating, he was fourth. He wasn't in the top five for interceptions. And then sacked, he wasn't in there. Pick sixes, he was tied for second. So whatever, maybe he's got to have some bad days, you know. Passing yards per game, he was first. Passing yards per attempt, he wasn't in that category. Pass completion percentage, he was fifth in that one. And then the last one I just mentioned, mentioned, pass attempts per game, he was first. He literally wasn't in one category. No, no, no. He wasn't in two. Interce- so interceptions interceptions, and passing yards per attempt, he wasn't in that. But every other category, he was either top five or he was in first. The guy is still slinging at 43. I, I Do not just get it. Get real, people. The guy is insane. So still, obviously, continuing on with Tom Brady, I'm going to talk about all the, I mean, not all, not the Buccaneers, just them and, I'm talking about a couple of teams, but obviously, I, I mentioned a lot of quarterbacks, and their teams are, you know, obviously, be, are playing very, are very successful because of their, of their efforts. So the Bucks are in first place because of Brady, obviously, 9-3 record in the NFC South. The Cardinals, Kyler Murray, are in first place, 10-2 record, best in NFL, and are first place in the NFC West. Matthew Stafford and the LA Rams are in second place, 8-4 in the NFC West. Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders are tied for third in the AFC West with a record of 6-6. The Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert are second place in the AFC West at 7-5. And And lastly, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are second place in the AFC North with a record of 7-5. It's just been an up-and-down year in football. Great teams losing to crap teams, crap teams beating really good teams, and then Bad teams, you know, just continuing to be bad. The Lions finally won a game. And then good teams beating really good teams. Like, it's just been 
it's been up and down all year. Like, it's just, it really has been. Like, I think you can listen to every announcer. They pretty much mention it every Sunday. Oh, it's been an up and down 2021-2022 season. It's just been crazy. You know, guys that aren't expected to be good, killing it. Teams that are, you know, toted to be really good, like the Bills. I mentioned them like two weeks ago. They lost the Jaguars, who are awful, but then absolutely beat the shit out of the Jets, who are terrible. Rightfully so. So it's just like this weird, weird, like just elements that are happening in the league this year. It's very odd. All right, so no more league talk. Now we're talking about wide receivers, the league leaders in that. So the categories, we have receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, the longest reception for each player on the list, yards per reception, receiving yards per game, and total touchdowns. Same format for the quarterbacks. I mentioned the name. I'm just going to say their last names and the same thing, just going in the top five list, reading off the stat. So the league leader in receptions, we have five players, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen in this exact order, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, and Justin Jefferson. So Cup in first with 100, Allen, Hill, and Waddell at 86, and Jefferson at 85. Cup, dude, he has a 14-catch lead. Incredible. Next is receiving yards, Cup, Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel, and Deontay Johnson. So Cup at 1,366, Jefferson at 1,288, Adams at 1,083 yards, Samuel at 1,006 yards, and then Johnson at 990. So Cup already, he's already been in two top five categories. He's already been, he's already in first in two categories. And guess what? He's going to be first in this category as well. Receiving touchdowns. Cup, Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, and then Hill, and lastly, Jefferson again. So Cup in first with 11, Thielen with 10, Evans also with 10, and Hill and Jefferson tied for eight. So Cooper Cup already, already is in first in the three categories I have talked about. He is in first in every one. Not too bad for a guy that literally came out of a no-name college and was like a fifth-round draft pick, dude. Absolute stud. Him and Stafford are a bona fide badass combo. They are the number one at McDonald's. Big Mac combo with fry and drink. Let's go. (laughs) Next, we have the longest reception. So this is basically who's had like the longest catch this year. So it's not like how many they've had or, you know, just whatever. So first we have... I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Q-U-E-Z. So, Quez. I'm going to say Quez. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Quez Watkins. And then we have DK Metcalf. Samuel again. Jamar Chase. And then Van Jefferson. So, Watkins in first with a 91-yard reception. And then Metcalf with an 84-yard reception. Samuel with an 83-yard reception. Chase with an 82-yard reception. And then Jefferson with a 79-yard reception. So, that's Dude, a 91-yard catch. That's pretty insane, man, really. Next, we have yards per reception. In this order, Henry Ruggs III. Yeah, that's not going to be happening for too much longer. (laughs) Brian Edwards next on the list. And then Samuel again. Chase again. And then Deontay Harris. So Ruggs, obviously it's going to shoot down because he's not in the league anymore. But he's currently still in first with 19.5 yards per reception. Next is Edwards at 19 yards per reception, Samuel at 18 yards per reception, Chase at 17.4, and then Harris at 16.9. So, dude, yards per reception. 
Oh, okay, so Donovan, okay, even if if Ruggs was still playing, 19.5. Dude, he's almost averaging 20 yards per catch. That is two first downs, dude. That is freaking insane. That's two parts of the field. 20-yard line, 40-yard line, 68. That's literally like one-fourth of the field. I said half the field. I'm retarded. That's, I'm so dumb. That's one-fourth of the field. That's I mean, that's still crazy to catch that kind of, you know, that length in a ball. That's crazy. And the biggest one of them all, receiving yards per game. And guess who's in first? Uh, duh. Cooper Cup, Jefferson, Adams, Samuel, and then Johnson. Cup is at 113.8. 113.8 yards per game. And then look at the gap. Jefferson in second at 99.9. Dude, he almost has a he has a 14-yard receiving gap. Just like he does with the receptions gap. That's insane. I seriously don't think people understand how incredible that is. Like, Cooper Cup is literally so underrated. It's ridiculous. And then Adams and third at 98.5. When he's on, the best receiver in the league. I'm not kidding. He's so fast, smooth, one of the best route runners, literally can catch anything. He's big. He's physical. Devontae Adams is just absolutely he's just a beast. And then Samuel next at 91.5. And then Johnson at 82.5. So these guys are putting up good numbers, man, truly. They're putting up some really solid numbers. And then lastly, total touchdowns. I will also This category also obviously will also include running backs, but here are the league leaders in total touchdowns for skill position players. So we have Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, James Conner, Joe Mixon, and oh, guess what? Um, Crickets, uh, guess who's fifth? Um, he's been on every other list. Cooper Cup again. So Taylor in first with 18 total touchdowns, Eckler with 15, Connor Mixon tied at 14, and then Cup at 11. So ending the list, quick thing to say, an incredible year for several players, but how about the connection between new quarterback Matthew Stafford and longtime Ram receiver Cooper Cup? Both are in the top five for basically every category and really are going to push the Ram to the playoffs. It's going to be them two. Like, them two alone. Like, really. And Cup, like I said, is leading the league in receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, and receiving yards per game. That is every big receiving category, and he's first in all of them. And by a big margin, except for receiving touchdowns. But the receiving yards per game, he has like a 14-yard like gain. Receiving yards, yeah, dude, receiving yards, he's like, what 1288 maybe like yeah like a, what if i did 100 right there 10380 yeah maybe like a maybe like 90 90 receiving yards more than the second place guy uh, Justin Jefferson and then 14 more receptions than three other players don't sleep on him he really is an incredible football player but so now this is the last segment we have but it's still going to be football but I wanted to clarify with this second segment that's going to end the show why I only chose to talk about quarterbacks and receivers and not obviously have the league leaders and running backs and talk about defensive stuff because I have something to say. But So in football, the relationship between a receiver and a quarterback is crucial. Obviously, it is one of the more important connections on the field. We have seen some great partnerships in the past. Rice in Montana, Tom Brady and Randy Moss, Steve Young and Terrell Owens, Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison, so on and so forth. We've seen a lot of awesome connections between a lot of legendary players. I bring this up because in recent news, 
really terrible news and very sad to see it happen so soon is former NFL wide receiver Demarius Thomas passed away Friday morning at the age of 33. And it sucks, dude. No one likes to see anybody pass away, especially a guy that was just so incredible. So the former first-round pick was found dead in his home, reported from Georgia police, and the Georgia police indicated that the cause of Thomas's death may have been from a prior medical issue. It was later released that Thomas had been suffering from having seizure episodes for over a year. The Denver Broncos released a statement on Twitter stating, Demarius's humility, warmth, kindness, and infectious smile will always be remembered by those who knew him and loved him. And obviously the football world is absolutely devastated, rightfully so, as Demarius was always noted as lighting up a room with his iconic smile and bringing the energy to every game and practice. Several players took to social media to share their stories about DT and how much he meant to them, but one player that comes to mind for me is Peyton Manning. So Thomas was Manning's number one receiver in Denver for many years, years that included a Super Bowl victory, two Super Bowl appearances, and many dominant years and record-breaking years in the AFC West. Manning had this to say about his late former wide receiver. DT was a better person than he was a player, and he was a Hall of Fame player. That tells you how good of a person he was. He treated my kids like they were his own. He was there for every teammate charity event, and we are absolutely devastated. And obviously, it's always sad to see players go, and he was one of my personal favorite players to watch, even though he spent most of his time torching my Chargers defense every game. (laughs) But sad to see DT go, but his character and image will not be forgotten. Definitely will not be forgotten. And rest in peace, Demarius Thomas. Seriously, one of the raddest dudes ever in the Broncos franchise and one of the raddest receivers ever to touch the field. But on that note, don't leave this episode being sad, but rather being grateful for the holiday season and your family. Holiday season is a great time to celebrate family, friends, food, and specifically sports. Thank you for all being on this journey with me. I will see you, my fellow ballers, on the next episode of Balling with Tyler Todd. Peace. Peace out.